Greetings! <laughs> Greetings! Welcome to the ninth episode of NatchCast. Oh boy, that means I'm only one away from ten and the dreaded forty episode. We'll see. I'm going to campaign against that, but I might lose. That's okay, because by then, Patagonia will stop selling outdoor wear and be selling sustainable food. Yeah, you'll know what that means by the end. It's good to be with you again. It's good to be alive. It's good to be thinking about food and health and you. We got some listener feedback. We got two or three articles about fashion. No, just kidding, food. So let's get into it. My name is Mark Brush. This is Nagicast, episode 009. Dig it! Here we go. I'm too busy looking at your pants. How soon the world can look at my pants? Oh, I'm about to gram it at Real Natch. Pants. Recording never. La Croix. Never look. Plus pomegranate juice. More comfy. Plus some artisan orange bitters. And ridiculous. Dead air over here. Let's go. <laughs> Just, well, you gotta, you know. Pants. Recording never looked more comfy and ridiculous. That's all right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Oh, I gotta put your uh, at. Are you, what are you? Oh, there, you're the dead. Okay, that's for you on. Uh, okay. Let's just delay this as long as possible. <laughs> Good stuff here. All right. Good stuff. I like our social media today. All right. All right. Well, now I'm gonna look at the, po- I'm gonna look at the picture you just posted. <laughs> So you're telling me, are you Wi-Fi off on your phone? Yeah, my uh-huh. phone's connected to the Wi-Fi. I think uh, one of these Snowball mics was a little bit uh, loose, the USB. Oh, man. How's First good- like. <laughs> on my own pants. Congrats. I, look, I do look like some sort of... We Actually, uh, at my high school, there was a teacher named TJ. It's funny to think of this now because I've been watching Silicon Valley and TJ Miller, you know. What have you been watching? Silicon Valley. Huh? Silicon Valley. Hmm. Do you know who TJ Miller is? The comedian. And uh, he, he's done a lot of voice work, but he's like in Big, Big Hero 6. He's the one who says, science, yeah! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But he's a he's a comedian. But if you look at him, he actually looks quite a bit like this TJ who is a science teacher at uh, at Columbine High School. The Columbine High School. I'm just waiting. But he would wear pants like this. But he'd wear Tevas and socks, which I'm not going to do. While teaching. While teaching. He was like the cool kind of hip teacher. Well, those are close to those, uh, what are those called? Zubas. Yeah, yeah. They do look a little like Zubas. (laughs) Yeah. A more modern silhouette. but Like a line cook. (laughs) Zubas nonetheless, like a line cook. Uh, All right, let's do it. Okay. You ready? Yeah, man. That's why I said okay. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll start. I think that's what the outline dictates. I have an outline. We have an outline. 
I got a story from, uh, excuse me, I got a tip. Just, just a tip? Mm. From Charge Kingsbury. I don't think that's a real name. I'm going to read this to you and I want to get your response. Okay. I might respond. Congratulations to Shelly Bowboy. Bowboy? No. Congratulations to Shelly Bobati? Beauchart Davis, hmm. the 2015 National Farm Mom of the Year. All right. Right on, right on, Farm Shelley. Mom. She's from the Northwest region. Shelly's days may be long, usually in excess of 16 hours. Yikes. But she thrives on the rewards that being a great mom, wife, and ag producer bring. I don't know. Do you call ag it? producer? Yeah, that's an odd turn of phrase. This might be her actual nomination. Or is this a press release you're reading from? This is a contest sponsored by Monsanto every year. Monsanto? I've mm-hmm. heard of them. So? I, I hear they kill. Oh, that's unproven. Oh, okay. Causation, not correlation. That's what you need. That's right. So I think we should congratulate Shelly. Congratulations, Shelly. Because she, who did she beat out here? Oh, I'm offline. You made me go offline. I can't tell you the rest. You can get back online. That's all right. Who did she beat out? Can we speculate? I don't know. Farm mom of the year. Are there a lot of famous farm moms? Maybe it was rigged. Rigged? Yeah. I bet Monsanto had their trolls. What? Just kicking any organic farm that applied so for maybe, Farm Mom of the Year got disqualified right away. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's, this is really the Monsanto Mom of the Year. Yeah. But it's hard to quibble with moms. Uh, oh? I don't think it's the hardest thing in the world. Moms are untouchable. Just moms like are not untouchable. You know what? You veterans, know what? farmers. Farmers? You can't mess with these people. I feel like you can, if there's an asshole farmer, you can call him an asshole. People are just people. And that's the thing. Saying moms are untouchable is actually an extremely sexist thing to say. It's saying like moms can't handle being treated the same way as dads. Ooh. Bullshit. Moms are, women are tougher than men. Oh God. I mean, everyone knows that. Or at least anyone who's watched a woman give birth as I have twice. <laughs> I know this story. I don't want. I'm not going to go into okay. details on the story. I'm just saying women are very tough. Yes. Women put up a lot of shit, and yep. there's a lot of inequality that's disgusting and unwarranted. But to insinuate that you can't, like, pick on a mom just because she's a mom? I kind of like where you're going with this. I fucking ain't right, you Let's do. keep going. Well, I just don't agree with it. Okay, that's fine. We can I think stop it's there. sexist. Yeah, good. I don't think it's appropriate. What do you think, moms? Yeah, we'd love to hear from moms. Like, for real. Shelly beat out uh, Amy Kelsey, Megan Siebel, Shelly Heinrich, and she um, enters the cohort of winners dating all the way back to uh uh oh god 2000 2010 wow That's what do you have back. to do to enter like is there a I questionnaire mean, you, do you have you to make a lot of these contests you have to put together a video or something i think well there is a video but probably not one she produced probably not one that they could enjoy on the podcast well the audio might be compelling you don't know guy uh, we haven't paid to uh it's paid content <laughs> Oh, oh we'd sure have to license it. I see. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that you know, it's the Monsanto. Right, but the mom, mom point. If you want to shit on her, you I don't. don't you don't to. shit on her for being a mom. You shit on her for being an a hole and using pesticide. You don't know that she is. Well, how do y'all? How else do you win a Monsanto <laughs> award? Quit, you, it's got to be like the uh, oh, oh shit, uh, wine spectator list. What are the ones like? Mm. That yeah, restaurants yeah, yeah, yeah. can get, but it's basically you buy in. You like pay to, well, I don't know to if get the certification. In. Maybe you are. Who knows? 
I, I mean, I'm assuming you have to like rep their products in some way to even be on their radar. It's part of the day. Monsanto. Has I could it. be totally wrong. <laughs> the one thing I'm not wrong about though, is you can make, you can make fun of moms. Just don't make fun of them for being moms. Yeah. Right? Cause being a mom is hard as fuck, but it's easy to be a shitty person. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I'm making know. t-shirts here. I don't I'm know. sloganing. Okay, I don't know. I can't keep up with it today. All right. All right, moving on. Moving on. Did you see what happened last night on the uh, Twitter? I did. What happened? Uh, Chopette. Is that it? Chopette? Chopette 12. Chopette 12. See, I was a bit confused, too. She apparently had made... Thought it was Chopette 11? <laughs> Chop... No, no, no. I was confused about the whole situation. Chopette 11 trouble no see chop at 12 had had vowed to uh smoke legal marijuana and live tweet some natchcast episodes i missed that memo could she have smoked illegal marijuana not in colorado right but somewhere else we okay you're assuming our listener base is international okay i know that there are plenty of places in the world oh, where it's extremely that. illegal to be smoking the weed but anyway i didn't get the memo so my phone i get those little booting things every time someone Ooh, mentions at real natch in a tweet turn that off it's too well much. i tried but it didn't work and all night just ding 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 <laughs> ding and i didn't know what was happening my wife was confused she's like what's happening i said, i don't know someone is stoned and tweeting about this natch cast like crazy and so then this morning i put the pieces together i was like oh that's great we have someone live tweeting a natch cast uh baked i love it i came out well yeah yeah you did you not so good well, I think we know which one of us is a more dynamic personality. That's really what it proved. I think she was more into the intelligence being discussed. You know, she wanted to feel like wasn't wasting her time. All right, with all your golden inside oh, knowledge. Yeah. yeah, well, it was there. Your gilded tongue. And then the top knot came in, and it was all downhill yeah. for you. <laughs> what? I don't have a top knot today. Moving on. So, no, let's just say this. Thanks so much for the live tweet. I mean, are yeah. you kidding? What a delight. Absolutely. Hey. Anyone else out there? You want to drink a 40 and live tweet? You want to smoke a blunt hey, 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 hey. and live tweet? How what? About, just, how about just read a book? and No, don't read a book. Don't read a book while yeah, you live tweet. That'd be too challenging. Drink some water. Yeah, you can drink some water, some La Croix, some kombucha. Have a kale at La Croix. <laughs> oh my God. Eat some Worse salad. Top knot. You're oh. drinking La Croix right now. Oh. Bam. And you had no idea. Hey, what else is in here? I said it while you were talking about my pants a minute ago, but uh, La Croix... It's very... Well, yeah. It's, it's La Croix, uh, like a berry-flavored La Croix with some pomegranate juice and some artisan orange bitters. <laughs> you look so smug. What is happening on this podcast? So moving on from <clears throat> Chop at 12. Now, she asked a question. Did you see that last question? She responded to the lab-grown... Meat? Meat discussion we were having and wanted to know specifically your... What I was going to grow? Meat of choice to grow in your own little backyard lab. Uh, I mean, I tweeted Excuse this me, already, strip but... mall lab. The answer came to me in a matter of seconds. Tube steak, clearly. Also a great name for a, a company that produces oh, laboratory meat. Tube steak. Tube steak, Inc. Oh! Does it work for Whole Foods Market's new millennial chain? Oh, no, no, no. Tube steak. I've been, I've been iterating on that one, too. Ideating? Yeah, Not iterating. You don't, iterating well, you, on no, past okay. ideations. Uh, oofer is what I've got there. <laughs> it's con, it's con, I'm thinking I'm thinking nah. urban, Uber, and then you know I'm adding food, but oo food doesn't sound good. But something about oofer or oofies, <laughs> roofie. No, 
Wait a minute. So in your mind, this is how about U- oof? U F E R. Doof. Doof. Food backwards. Doof. <laughs> oh, I'm just giving this shit away. Yeah, you are because it is shit. Because <laughs> it is worthless, <laughs> except for oofer. I like oofer. No, seriously, I want to. I'm trying to U F E R. That's what you're seeing. Maybe two Fs. That'd be uffer. Depends on where the umlauts are. What about O-O-F-E-R? Oofer. All of these are terrible. How about Udfe? <laughs> Udfe. Little pig Latin. Udfe. Udfe arcit me. Man. I, uh, we'll, we'll, get to the, we'll get their answer. I was, this, I, I was this close to landing us that contract with the Whole Foods. What were your ideas? Oh, none? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did I not have any? I don't know. Give me one. Well, you so you came up with Oh, munch. I can be put on the spot. Let's hear what you've got. I was trying to think of something um Oh yeah, Whole Foods Express. That's what it was. No, I said we don't want to do that. We can do better than that. Yeah. Yeah, we can beat that. Just not today. <laughs> Swallow. How about Chew. Uh, like a color. Like Vert. Purple. With no U. P R P L. Purple. How about Oh, because that could also be like people, almost like. Mm-hmm. Now, see, how the, about P L P? This is a P L P P P P L P People love planet. People P P P P P P P three P P. How about call it three P? Ooh, how about just eat fucking salad? Market. Not good either. You can't swear. Is that an acronym though? E F S M F S M. That sounds like a bit of kink. Yeah, it does. Hmm. Which millennials would respond to? They would, and they don't like vowels. Nope. They like lowercase letters that fit in boxes. Twitter, Google. Oh, boxes. Tumblr. Not actual, like, corrugated cardboard boxes. No, 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 I'm thinking of logos. Again, I've been watching Silicon Valley. (laughs) Hell of a show. Moving on. So you're going to make tube steak for Chopette 12. That's great. I didn't say I was making it. That that sounds salacious. No. You give her your tube steak. Let's not. I'm saying in my lab, product one, tube steak, because it's grown in a tube. You're going to put some uh, special growth hormones in that tube steak? Oh, Josh you mean Dyson like uh, ractopamine? Rac- Pretty good. So we got an article here. Robin O'Brien. Meet, oh, Robin. Meet ractopamine. Oh, hold on. This headline's not rendering well in mobile. Meat ractopamine, the drug in your meat that is banned in a hundred countries. It's an interesting article. Uh, I'm just going to read from the first paragraph. Here we go. Walmart's announcement. By the way, did you notice in the live tweet that she very, she, uh, attribute your sources. That's the way the pros do it. You just did. I know. I've always done that. I think I was the one who started that trend on this podcast. You are just free and easy. You're just like, ah, some article. That's a low blow and that's not true. No, you're right. We're both good I like that. <laughs> Go ahead. Wait, you're saying you're the one who started the intro? I am articles? saying that I'm the one who started. That is shit, and uh, we can listen to the record. It's all a matter of record. Well, let's pull it out. That's <laughs> what uh, that's what she said, slash hashtag tube steak. Walmart's announcement that it is urging its thousands of U.S. suppliers this to- This isn't the broadcast. All right. How many times am I going to have to read this sentence? Go ahead. <clears throat> Walmart's announcement that it is trying, or Jesus, Walmart's announcement 
that it is urging its thousands of U.S. suppliers to curb the use of antibiotics in farm animals shines a light on a practice that the meat industry would rather not discuss. The use of drugs on the meat we eat? Seems like it should be in. But. Yeah, well, could have been. Anyway, so we've got uh, rack, ractopamine. It's banned all over the place. The UK, China, Russia, Taiwan, and European Union ban this shit. Uh, what they use it for? Fatten up pigs and cattle quickly. I think in this sort of one of the uh, primary growth hormones in meat? It sounds like it, at least in U.S. meat. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. meat industry uses ractopamine to accelerate weight gain and promote feed efficiency and leanness in pigs, cattle, and turkeys. Hmm. The drug mimics stress hormones. That's yeah. what we need. Stressed out meat. That's a big part of it. People but, think about... Yeah, you've heard that, right? Well, of course you know all this. I do. Temple Grandin. You don't want your meat all terrified when it dies. It's bad mojo. <laughs> I think people think it affects the taste. People think it affects... That's the first concern. Well... Not the animal's we are... welfare. The nope. taste and texture. Yep. Assholes. This is America 2015. What I found interesting about this article, though, uh, is the fact that Walmart is... Uh, raising its hackles about this. This is going... Have you seen the headlines lately? You're going to have to be a little more specific. <laughs> I mean, they're fat. They're insane. How much... Uh, how this long-standing, simmering food reform has just finally caught fire. Yeah, but what I'm thinking here... Jelly Belly. Here's what I'm thinking is going on. candy coming out. Here's what's happening, though. Jelly Walmart? beans? Jelly beans or jelly... No, Jelly Belly. Jelly. Jelly Belly is a brand of gourmet jelly That's beans. That's what. Uh huh. And their jelly beans taste uncannily like the foods that they are flavored to taste like. Like the watermelon one tastes more like a real watermelon more than like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. The flavors industry is insane. Man. They produce when Harry Potter came out, and actually they still make these jelly beans, but they're called a Bogey Bogart Bots beans. Oh yeah, yeah, that's in the book. <laughs> That was trippy. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. You traveled through time. You astral projected. But anyway, they have like earthworm flavored Potter -like. jelly beans and uh, it's disgusting. And yeah. they have one that's vomit that tastes yeah. not just like vomit, but like you threw up pepperoni pizza in your mouth. It's disgusting. <laughs> but here's what I'm thinking is going on, right? Why does Walmart care? It's because there's something called Walmart International. Walmart became an international company in 1991, and we operate in 26 countries outside the United States, one of them being China. China being a place where they don't use rectopamine. They don't allow it. So this isn't like some goodwill move on Walmart's part. It's like, we want to sell some fucking meat, a-holes. Stop putting this stuff in it. The rise of China. The fall of America. The, it's the not globalization the fall of America. Of it's the, the, you know... No, I don't know what. what? See, see my hand no, going yeah, like this yeah, to make a little line. It's the flatlining of America, but mm. not like in a in a medical sense, like dying on the fucking table. Just calming down. Yeah, we're just we plat plateau static plateau. That's the word. Anyway, so thanks, I think that thanks, could Robin O'Brien. Though Robin's a force. She knows the force. <laughs> <laughs> I think Robin is the voice of moms everywhere. Ooh. She's got so, the moms huh? from in, in, uh, and see, and you just started this podcast wanting to bag on moms. Oh, we were started with moms and now she's the voice of moms. She is. I didn't want to bag on moms. I was kidding. very sensitive about bagging on moms. Well, what I like, I mean, she seems passionate about a lot of the same things that, uh, that, uh -oh. what's that twit's name? Oh no. Just kidding. That genius Vonnie Hari. Oh no. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, she's just passionate about a lot of the same stuff, but she actually uses 
data. Oh boy. And analytics. She's a former uh, Wall Street analyst. Yeah. So well, she, I think she was in Texas, but she covered the food industry. The root word there being analyzed. She analyzes things instead of just reacts to them. She knows her way around a balance sheet. Yeah, but she's... It's more than we can say for Dr. Zumba over here. <laughs> Dr. Zumba? <laughs> All right, just kidding. Cough. <coughs> just kidding, food babe. You're still welcome on the podcast anytime. Nah, well, that's a good point. Robin is a voice of uh, food reform that perhaps carries with it a different degree of intelligence and research. And Very diplomatic. Yeah. Uh-huh. She actually does her homework. She's a nice person. Yeah. Hey, Vani Hari might be a nice person, I was too. talking about Vani Hari. Yeah, just no. slightly insufferable. No. Move it. So we've got, so yes or no for the ractopamine and the tube steak for chopped at. No, my... my my lab-grown meat, why would it need antibiotics? It's you grown wanna, in a lab. Wanna, no, you want to make it grow fast no. and efficient. But it's not feeding through Whatever a mouth. You're gonna, you're gonna, it's you're not you're gonna, having a brain. It's not experiencing stress. So stress hormone uh, stress hormone uh, chemicals or whatever the hell wouldn't, wouldn't antibiotics, excuse me, wouldn't have any effect on it. It doesn't have a brain, right? So oh, this true. stuff works by uh, mimicking stress hormones. Well, you might need a different one. But if you no, got if it, it doesn't have a brain, it's not experiencing stress. You can't like trick it into growing more and be, right. being more I, lean. I got, I get your point. You see what I'm saying? But I still stand by my point that once you've got it in the tube and you're titrating little driblets of um, what like my tube kale steak, juice into it no, to make it, it only eats kombucha. And... <laughs> it's full of probiotics. Ooh, What's that? Just what? some, just a little. Well, Peppering of uh, yeah, interference. The yeah. They don't like being talked about like that. All right, moving on. <clears throat> Although before we, you know, I'm thinking that uh, that I, the little tweet storm made, made me happy that we touched someone. Yep, with our tube steak. No, Are you going for that? No, one? come okay. on. That you know, we put something out there and they digested it and sort of were no pun engaged <laughs> engaged with it. So. Another call to all Natch fans, reach out. Yeah. We're humans. We actually are, sit behind these accounts, these little Twitter and Instagram. We, we get them. We, we read do. them. And we get, we get uh, thousands of queries each hour. So sometimes it takes a little while for us to get back to everyone, but rest assured. What I like, what I like is that if you really listen to the podcast, you're gonna, there's a cast of characters that's surfacing, right? Mm-hmm. Every so often, Shaggy Brownie one time, he's coming Hank. back. Hank. Hank. Who doesn't even listen, but just like throws j- jabs from the ether. You got Chopet now. What happened to D-Fay? Lady Faye. Did we lose her? I think she's still around. Oh, man. She's, she's a podcast connoisseur. She actually is kind enough to send us tips on how to improve the quality and content of our podcast. I know, but now I miss her. What'd she think of Where the are last you? one? Where are you, D-Fay? <laughs> I bet she didn't listen to that one. <gasps> Too abrasive for her. Which one? Spencer? Mm. I bet it scared her off. Yeah, a lot. I, I listened to it. Uh, she likes kittens. I listened to it on the uh, our most popular podcast uh, to date, though, Lady yeah. Faye. I don't know. You got might have to power through it. Yeah, he's he's the man. We listened to it on the car ride up to the mountains with the uh, with the kids. Yeah, it wasn't a good idea. What were you thinking? Well, I told them they're used to like you put on a podcast and they're kind of like, oh, they're going to say that word. Like maybe, but this is adults. This is, they know what they're doing. We don't use these words in our house at this age. There's and a, man, there's a he lot just, of fuck. I think it was like the third word and then it just didn't stop. 
Yeah, it was, it was like the third word. And you said, you're in Vancouver. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking yep. in my garden. Yep. Just watered my fucking plants. I mean, it got going. You know what it was, though? It was fucking real. It was. I appreciate his time and intellect real and real talk. Yeah. Welcome back anytime. Let's get to the real news. Why don't you do your... Uh, my dance? Japan hating story. Hating? There's nothing in this about Japan hating. Oh, I thought you were going to. I don't hate anything, Mark. Mm-hmm. You're the one who's filled with hate. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Maybe. Uh, I'm looking at the wrong link. Just keeping it real. A business insider. Oh, boy. Brings that's us good a story. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got a problem with business now? No. That thing. Yeah. The author's name is Yuri Kageyama. Ooh. Yeah. You're not going to be able to touch my Japanese pronunciation. <laughs> Interesting fact. Any uh, English speaker native english speaker or whatever you can if you learn japanese you can speak it with no accent because there are radically fewer sound combinations in japanese there's something i think it's like a hundred and something compared to thousands in the english language man i wish i could vet this right now is that true yeah i took japanese class at a metro metropolitan university denver best place in the world to take japanese goron sensei don't don't you dare (laughs) goron sensei it was one of the first things he told us so if uh, you want to take it up with him, I encourage you to, because <laughs> it's true. I'm, I'm, my numbers are wrong. It's probably not. I don't know that it's 110 sound yeah, combinations. No, it's but not, it's, I, I'm not going to quibble. But it that. is a fraction. There's a fraction of the sound combinations in Japanese that there are in English. So you but can they're speak not the it. same sound combinations. Right? No, but all the sound combinations that you'd find in Japanese are exist in the English Whoa. language. Whoa! Whoa! Yep. I, I cannot believe this. Burashu-san. You're blowing my mind with Burashu-san. this. This is not true. It is true. <laughs> I don't think this is true. <laughs> it is true. It's like, it's the East versus the West. They probably have a totally different set of sounds. Nope. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and research this. Yeah, yeah. You're good you can apologize me. to me next week. Okay. I don't believe it. For the record, I do not believe it. Japan. I believe you to be wrong. All right. That's fine. Japan, famous for green tea, is welcoming artisanal American coffee <laughs> roaster Blue Bottle with long lines that have at times meant a four-hour wait for a cup. So we know Blue Bottle. Uh, they actually acquired Handsome Coffee Roasters, our good friend Tyler Wells. Natch Ranch. He's a Natch Rancher. He started Handsome Coffee Roasters four or five years ago and then sold to Blue Bottle. Now he's doing his own thing. I know Tyler. T. Wells. Yep. He'll Wells be Tea. T.W. Rad, I call him sometimes. T.W. Rad. There is an amazing picture of him. It's probably on Instagram when he was maybe six. He's got the sides of his head shaved. They're kind of cropped short and carved into his hair. On one side, it says T.W. On the other side, Rad. <laughs> wow. I, but bet anyway. I bet he was a little older. <sighs> he's like six. He looks like he's about Ari's age, so maybe even five. Hmm. So anyway, Japan is important for Blue seven, Bottle. Seven or eight. Eight. They nine. operate 17 cafes in the Bay Area, New York, and Los Angeles. Japan is yeah, its first foray outside of the U.S. What's interesting about this to yeah, me actually is none of this business details. I'm trying to get to the part. Uh, here we go. You've set it up fine. Blue Bottle's going to Japan. People are waiting a long time to enjoy the latest American craze. Yeah. What, here, here's what's what I, the beef? Here's what I find interesting. I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> Look. All right, so what's interesting to me about this is, uh, and I'm just going to read from, uh, hold on, i got to scroll up. Oh, 
from Yuri's article. I just wanted to make sure I had the name right because that's what we're all about. We're getting better at this medium, right? Podcasting? I am. Oh, boy. Ooh. But I, there was more room. You did. I needed to improve more than you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. You dick. Who agrees with oh, shit no, like that? Oh, no. Sorry. 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 It's a new era in eating out, said food industry consultant Jotaro Fuji, who contends that Blue Bottle's arrival and the decline nice. of McDonald's in Japan is part of a bigger trend of consumer interest in the safety and quality of the entire food supply chain. Yes. McDonald's is suffering declining popularity oh. in Japan. Yeah, this is good. A problem exacerbated after plastic pieces and even a tooth <laughs> was found in its food last year, setting off outrage among consumers. Yeah, that, that you just kind of gloss right over that until you wait a minute. A tooth. A tooth. A tooth. Well, plastic pieces as well. That's pretty gross, but a but fucking tooth? I always thought plastic pieces were just part of the shakes. They were just plasticized. No, I think it's a. There's a plasticizing. All right, but plastic pieces implies like a, a hunk, not yeah. like a particle. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, what are I you thinking? What are you thinking? Like you, like a. I'm just happy. Plastic. Uh, you're eating. You're eating your. Your. Uh, I think biting into a tooth would be really upsetting. A chicken McNugget. And you bite in, and there's a big hunk of. Tooth. Oh, or just like a little little wedge of plastic. Yeah, just like clear plastic, some sort of I don't know. packaging. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Find not, me someone who does. Radio. Yeah, right. Anyway, I think this is great news. Ooh. They have McDonald's running scared. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, they're I'm telling, they're all running scared now. It's 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 tipped. Taco Bell. Yeah. Well, you can't be an irresponsible asshole forever. Well, they're all taking this stuff. Your on. numbers up. Yep, numbers up. And they had plenty of opportunities to make moves in the right direction a long time ago. I mean, when you know Fast Food Nation came now? out, when yeah. Eric Schlosser's book came out, it, was, it wasn't just a condemnation of everything they did. It was that, but it was also like, I felt like there were suggestions in there. There were pathways to actually be good corporate citizens. Were you hearing voices? No, I was reading the fucking book. I mean, it wasn't like directly saying like, hey, McDonald's, was stop doing this. to you? No, it's the subtext, man. Yeah. But he talks he talks so much about how they could make positive changes, just small changes that would have huge mm. ripple effects across the industry and mm. globally with agriculture and industry. I mean, it's just fucking obnoxious. I'm I'm feeling a little bit a little bit Hamilton here. Little Monsanto <laughs> kills. I'm angry. I was more interested in the creation of a whole new upmarket coffee world. Well, I mean, that's like interesting, Starbucks too. Starbucks is all over Japan, right? But now it's, like, created the, the opportunity for, like, a higher-level, higher-grade artisan cup. Mm-hmm. I, I, is this all sustainable? Like, yeah. That's kind of scary. Let's ask TW Rads. Well, I mean, I think there's some, some fear, I would imagine, in the coffee industry because mm. they their crop is temperamental and only grows in mm. a very small portion of the world. And if things are getting all wonky... And you have to soak it... In raw denim. What? Don't you? <laughs> raw denim? <laughs> I just have visions of like vats in the back at these really high-end mustachioed coffee shops. Well, they're really... Where they're there's really... raw denim soaking, because you can't wash it. So you're soaking it in like cold water, and then you put some beans in there. Wait, I'm I'm confused. Are you talking about some sort of coffee, coffee preparation? Yeah. No, like an no. actual coffee shop. Well, I mean, a lot of the really high-end places now are yeah, also... Yeah, with the mustaches and the Well, vests. those ones are generally roasters, too, now. Like, That's what I'm saying. In the back, they're, they're doing the... They roast the coffee. I don't think denim wow, is involved. But it's a, it's, a, it's a pre-roasting step. Mm, no. I mean, you're close. Involving a cold denim wash. 
wrong. N- perhaps, but I mean, you're, you're close because I'm pretty sure a lot of the baristas <laughs> are wearing raw denim. That's my point. You don't, you, they don't have to get off the line and go home and like soak for four hours because their denim's a little cold and a little saggy. In fact, Tyler Wells was part of a campaign that I think Nordstrom ran with Nudie Jeans, maybe as the jean company, where he wore a pair of selvage, raw selvage jeans sure? every it? day for an entire year. Could have been Zubas. No, these Zubas would not last for an entire year if I wore them every day. This wait, a, wait, wait. He wore them every day for... Wait, that's the, I know our co-founder who never... I don't want to hear anymore. He is not a co-founder. He never did a goddamn thing. <laughs> oh, ouch. Yeah, well. No, he wrote two articles. He knows. One of them very good and insightful. Well, but while we were, we're talking about a, uh, a young chap <laughs> named Connor Link. All right, wait. This is not powering through here. Oh, yeah, you're right. Anyway, anyway you, you, had some, you had some raw denim for a while too, didn't you? Oh, I've still got a pair, but I've washed them a couple times. You don't, you're not supposed to wash them. You know what? Don't put me in a box. Okay. Well, I mean, then don't buy expensive jeans that the whole well, point is not to wash them. Well, you, if you're going to wash them, you turn them inside out, you can soak them in the tub with a little bit of woolite dark. Oh, my God. With my beans. My coffee beans. I don't know where this coffee thing's coming from. Yeah. You can try that if you want. I'm conflating hipster trends. Did you know that you can use coffee to dye clothing, though? I've dyed t-shirts. Moving on. It gives it kind of a nice Snacks. antiqued look. Wait, I thought this would get you going if you're not already all fired up. Snacks? Yeah, did you, well, you maybe didn't, didn't read it. Didn't no, read I read it. the article. It's about how snacks are the big thing now. Let's get here. Just one quick... So this is Food Navigator attributing... Oh, God. Who wrote it? Elizabeth Crawford. Whoa. Hi. Let's find a good quote here. Let's find a good quote. Uh, I want to do those stats. Yes. Okay, growth in snacks. Most of this growth comes from millennials who snack significantly more than any other generation. Chomping, on average, on an average, chomping on an average of 3.05 snacks per day. A lot of snacks. Compared to 2.26 snacks consumed daily by Gen X, 1.53 snacks by boomers, and one by adults older than 63 years. Hmm. Corton said. Wait, which which group are we in? Are we in Gen X? Uh, I am, yes. You You're are. a boomer. I'm a boomer. <laughs> I'm, I'm the greatest generation. <laughs> In spirit. What kind of snacks did you eat uh, when you were well, storming if, the bay at Normandy? Okay, then you go through the... We got to go fast. Come on, we got to give people something. Um, okay. But and, and the real growth in snacks is coming from what? Meal replacement. They're li- you know, they swap in a snack for a meal. Well, that's what I thought was interesting. Because I maybe I'm... I think, I think I'm ahead of the curve here, Mark. Because uh, that's what I've been doing for a while. Uh, you are a trendsetter. Right? Because I don't usually eat lunch, lunch, you know? I usually just pack yeah, a couple of, like, a, those pro bars. I kind of like those. Oh, then you are you are a freaking snack millennial. Yeah, but I try and get, but like, This the, is not a good trend, though. If you've been listening to the podcast at all, we're fighting against convenience and the... I know. Chop-chop culture of... I'm the first to admit I'm a hypocrite. Hmm. I'm, I'm making lots of salads. Those are for dinner. You have a... What? Eat more salad. And make those salads I've been telling them, you know, the, yeah, the kale you salads. Yeah, but you do that for dinner. I usually oh, eat salads with or for dinner. Sometimes that's all I'll have for dinner. What about the rest of the clan? Uh, well, Nicole likes salad. The kids, they, they always eat at least one serving of some sort of fresh raw vegetable or fruit. But you know what? Sometimes I can get them Applegate Farms corn dogs. Whoa. Gluten-free. Yep. But yeah. So, I mean, I, they, they eat meat. Also free of nitrate, nitrite. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like a decent product. We eat a lot Probably of no chicken sausage and turkey sausage in the morning. Also, Applegate Farms. I feel like we... You're meeting it up in here. Well, you know what? I, I don't like to eat a lot of meat personally, but I feel like... I kind of think kids need to eat a good amount of meat for mm-hmm. brain development, right? I mean, evolutionary. On an evolutionary... In evolutionary terms, that's how our brains got so big is because we started eating a lot of meat. I, I, would, I would do Soylent and some fish oil supplements. You'd be fine. Soylent. That's people. <laughs> All right. I, so snacks are on fire, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it's... Uh, this yeah. is long, this, but this has been for years. This has been... The, all the like the the uh, financing of new companies, the acquisition of successful growth companies. It's in the snack space. Well, this snack thing is also playing on Snacks. people's the snackification of America. <laughs> well, it's also the American obsession with fucking protein. <coughs> it's, like we, it's like we all think, <coughs> you got to cut that right. Sometimes it seems like we're all wearing zubas. We, we think we're all in Zubas deadlifting in the gym with the amount of protein we're trying to cram into our bodies. This gets back to moms in yoga pants. A little bit, but I mean, yeah, if you're working out all day and you're putting on muscle mass, then yeah, you probably need 50 grams of protein in your stupid snack bar. But if Whoa, you're just uh, studying at the library, that's walking to and from class, yeah. you don't need a lot of protein. Yeah. I don't think. I'm not a nutritionist. You know what's hot in, uh, where do they do all the uh, technology and coding? Oh, Silicon Valley? <laughs> yeah, that one. It's Silicon Valley. Yeah, good. It's um, if you're saying it fast, if you know if you're No, most free people and easy. don't have Silicon? That problem. You it's not a problem. Really hot in Silicon Valley, speaking of soylent protein shakes. Yeah. Like what the hell? That's just they're too lazy to like get up and microwave a bag of popcorn. Microwave popcorn <laughs> is your answer to there's not a lot of protein. Well, in I don't think they're doing it to like get muscly all at their keyboards. No. And just, I, but I mean, is protein time. really that filling? Because that's something they talk about in this article too, right? Is that Protein's people have this, have this notion that protein really fills you up. It's called satiety among insiders. Let's not whisper. It's called what? <laughs> satiety. Satiety. Oh man, we should have. Oh my God. You, yeah, you, oh, you wanted me to you, try and pronounce that? Oh, if you see that in print and watch you go to, go to town on it, just like you were ripping into a corned beef. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, yeah. Lord of the Flies style. That was a good tweet. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. All right, moving on. Snacks. Snacks. Snack skeet. What do you think of this daily table? Have you, had you heard about it before? Oh, I better set it up. Yeah, don't pull a, don't pull a Josh. Boston Globe. There it is. That's commonly referred to as a Josh. By Taryn Luna. May 22. Luna. Luna, it's beautiful. Moon. Yeah, I'm, I feel good. You should. Daily Table. Non-profit grocery store. Mm-hmm. Serving the... Dorchester. In Dorchester. Um, serving a community that would perhaps be left behind by the health food movement. Some of the... So what struck me about this article... Well, one, it's a, t- it's a Trader Joe's executive. He was like, did he run it? I think maybe he was the president. Ex-president. Hmm. Yeah, you didn't know that? Former, Yeah, it says right here. Former president of Trader Joe's. What's his name? Doug Roch. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so look at this. See, there's some of these prices. So st- stop and shop. Have you ever been to New England? Nope. No? Why is that? Have you ever been outside 80207? Crime? Yeah, I've been lots of places. Oh, I, I just I have not been to Boston. Or been to New York City. I think of San stop Francisco. and shop. Having lots of places in edu- California. Educated myself up in the uh, Berkshires. 
<laughs> Mr. Prep School. Um, you know what I, I think was doing while you shop. were fucking uh, around at Stop and Shop? What? Drinking 40s, homie. <laughs> yeah, you were. Good for you. And here we are, staring across the table at each other. Yep. Casting. <laughs> Just casting our net. Um, I think of Stop and Shop as almost like 7-Eleven. It's like not. I, yeah, I was I able to piece that together, that it was a convenience a, store. Okay, good. A dozen eggs. Come and go. You ever been to a come and go? Yeah, I sure have. Wow. <laughs> Star Great. Market. Dozen eggs cost you $2.79. At Stop and Shop, $2.09. At Daily Table, buck nineteen. Why aren't they what? doing comparative pricing with like Whole Foods? Though? That's really... Oh, well, because I guess these are like places that are within the... Off the chart. Whole Foods, what's it? It's like three ninety nine, four ninety nine, dollars dollars $5.99, $6.99, $7.99, $8.99, $9.99. Okay. I usually buy a $5 dozen at Whole Foods. It's like four eighty nine. Okay. Organic Valley or something. You mean um, Ufer? Ufer. Um, yeah. No, pick, this is can, wonderful. You can pick those up quicker at Ufer. There is a place in Colorado. They featured them on NPR or on CPR, I guess, a little while ago that was sort of doing something similar. It was kind of like a, it was a grocery store where they sold things at cost, basically, and, and the stuff was food that was past its expiration date. That's the takeaway here. I think this was a, this guy was in the news a few years ago because he wanted to get off expiration date food that was still safe, which is that pretty the much most of it. Weren't going to sell it, right? Those expiration retail. dates are really conservative. Yeah, well, they have they're they're not their their purpose of them has been generalized in a way that maybe he thinks mm-hmm. is disadvantageous to a certain class of shopper. So yeah, he was going to take that sort of off label food, sell it at a at a more than fair rate. So you take that plus the fact that this is uh, it's going to be a nonprofit. I like it's like it. a co-op. Back to the days of the co-op. Hmm. Back to those neighborhood uh, growing your own food. Roger botched the carrot crop. Yeah. Days. Sourdough starter. You know what? In the seventies, people would do sourdough starters. You'd give them to your friends. <laughs> is this true? I didn't know this. Jesus. That's kind of insider, are you? You've never heard so, of So the equivalent for now is the, is the uh, yeah, boob scoby. That it's we very, sh- very similar. People would pass. Scoby. Yeah. So you'd, you'd have your mother's starter and you'd, oh, all your friends would have your sourdough. This. Part of the key party culture? Possibly. I mean, yeah, you, you have an orgy and then <laughs> they hand you some starter on the way out the door. Moving on. Congratulations, Daily Table. Two thumbs well, yeah. up. Yeah. But I mean, again, plenty in here to get upset about because I yeah. mean, what the fuck? It's bad enough that there are starving people all over the world, but there's starving people in this country and we throw food away. It's outrageous. Don't you think this is trying to fix that? I know. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, you're just getting a bit of the backdrop. I'm just saying that's so infuriating. I'm telling you, I, I think I was deeply moved by our chat with Spencer because I've been getting angry about stuff like this more than usual. And then also I've been driving around, especially it's been raining like crazy here in Listening in to Fast Food Nation on tape. No, no, no. Hearing the secret messages. No, no, you in son my, of a bitch. I'll tell you what I've been doing now. In my Zubas while I Zumba. It's been raining a lot lately in Denver. It. And everything is so green and it's beautiful. I'm and everywhere I drive, though, I see all this like dumb grass everywhere. I'm like, God, there should just be salad out there. Oh. There should be fucking salad everywhere. Do we you should know? be growing food everywhere. Do you know about hey. Ron Finley? Vin Diesel? <laughs> A.K.A., I don't never liked it, but the gangster gardener Ooh. in L.A. That's what he does. That's what huh. he got famous for. And then he did a TED Talk two or three years ago. Went viral. Like they do. Ripped up those street front strips. Plant, he would plant flowers too, but veggies too. 
Because in his community, this was South Central LA, and in his communities, the uh, drive-throughs were killing more people than the drive-bys. Man, that is good. Yeah, that's good, right? It's <laughs> great. And then he got kept getting fined by the city, and then people Fuck got the up. city. Exactly. So yeah. he's throwing vegetables on them. Anyway. All right, good for him. What Doug is doing is fantastic, Purpura said. I don't know who that is. Yeah. They're in the article. The reality is that the most expensive foods are the healthiest. Is that the reality? No. <laughs> no. And one of the primary foods that is thrown Hold away on, let is me help produce. You out here. Because Sasha, it's perishable. Sasha Purpura, executive director of I, Food for Free. We didn't need that. We could have kept going. All That's right, not how fine. we roll. We attribute. All right. All right. They can Mark doesn't care article. about you, Sasha. I do. I, I care. Yeah, I don't know. I'm maybe here for I do, you. Maybe I don't. The reality is that the most expensive foods are the healthiest, and one of the primary foods that is thrown away is produce because it's perishable. So many P's in these sentences. It's a way to address food security by taking a resource that would otherwise go to waste. I love it. Moving on. What's left? Well, this one's yours, right? Is this uh, Patagonia's... Holy shit! Anti-growth strategy. Yeah. So there's... This was... I'll tell you. You set this up. Show me how it's done. (laughs) New Yorker, J.B. McKinnon, May 21, Mm. 2015. Patagonia's anti-growth strategy. I would say many years running, this company has become... You know Patagonia, right? Do you own any Patagonia? They're an integral part of your wardrobe. Yes, they are. You own many Patagonia fleece things. (laughs) You probably got some fleece And now you know why, because I'm not part of this throwaway culture. No no Used fleece briefs? Ooh. Mm. Loosely... Soaked or loosely wrung groin sweat. What was your? That's was you. That's from episode zero zero zero. That's a callback. It's going way back. Uh, they're, they're emblematic of a new approach to consumerism. Yeah. No, I'm down. I like. I walk by their buy store downtown. Buy stuffs that's well. Buy stuff that's well made. Buy stuffs that's wells made. Mm-hmm. Buy stuffs that's wells made. You keep know, they, it. Keep it forever. Fix it. They get and a when lot you're of, done. Uh, recycle it fully. You create an endless virtuous cycle of commerce. Where you're not depleting any sort of um, supply chain mm-hmm. resource demands. I've read glowing things about them from a customer experience standpoint in my work at UX Magazine because they, uh, when you if a zipper breaks and you take it in there, they're not going to try and upsell you. They'll do everything in their power just to fix it. So there's a few. Yeah. They even there was an article by this guy who had one of their hoodies. It was an expensive hoodie, but it had, like you know hoodies get those little balls on them and stuff like that. I think the zipper broke and it had those little pill, yeah. little pills on them, little balls. And he took it in and they fixed the zipper. And I think they even gave him a little life hack for how to get rid of those little little pills. Life hack. So I'm just anticipating the uh, audio cue there. Well, technically, that's for my life hacks, not for Patagonia's life hacks. I think it's hacks. fine. Everybody wants more of those cues. Okay. Yeah. Forthcoming. A few interesting campaigns from Patagonia that are featured in this article. One would be. <sighs> Uh, oh, it's not featured in this article, but they did the uh, the Footprint Chronicles, I think, where they just created an, a, a very deep resource um, well of, I don't know what I'm talking about right now. Mm-mm. I think it's funny that they had Next. that one campaign that was, uh, it was like right around the holidays, right? They, like, full don't... transparency around their supply chain was Footprint Chronicles. Website, mm. publications, nothing to hide. And, and in a very authentic way, which has become sort of um, de rigueur in the, in the marketing culture of natural foods, for sure. Mm-hmm. Then they went to the, uh, what, it, yeah, the, the don't buy this jacket 
ad, right? Which was right around the holidays. Black Friday, 2011. Yeah. And Bold move, but... <laughs> but... But then sales went through the roof. Yeah, that's, isn't that hilarious? That's the irony here. That is. It's very ironic article. That they're promoting this slow growth, but they're... they're well, the article addresses how they've grappled with the, it. Yeah. yeah I'm not they, saying they're being assholes. I'm just... No, I didn't... Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Then they had the Warren Ware campaign, which was all about profiling. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did some sort of a, a documentary videography work, profiling people that had like, I've worn this jacket for 40 years. And my dad gave it to me before that. Well, that's great. So nobody's buying new things in this cycle of commerce. No. You right. know what? You buy new things. When you see a pair of pants like this that are brand new, <laughs> you buy them. But the thing is, I'll probably... Bright and shiny. I'll probably keep these around until they're tattered. They'll probably become shorts at one point. Like, I'm not going to... Yours do. I just don't like throwing shit away. So I think we got... There's a... There's, it, does this jibe with you? This with notion, me? Yeah. This notion that... Um, you can sort of believe and worry about growth and try to like con- constrain your growth, but then people are just so hungry for like authentic messages that they jump on and you through the roof, double digit growth. Despite your best efforts, Despite you keep growing. Your best efforts. So they've had to sort of change their mentality like, okay, growth's good for us because if we grow and we do it in a sustainable, smart way, we're sort of eliminating some other competitors who aren't. Well, and they're, uh, a convenient excuse, but maybe some yeah, but truth to it. They're engendering good, better buying behaviors. I think if if other companies see this working, then maybe they can become more focused on yeah, it's working with being you, like a good ethical company as opposed to just being some huge company. I guess. I guess where I fall down on it, <coughs> that's not a at all the right. I like the visual though. Yeah, where I fall down on it and give it a big hug. Ooh, big um, mouth hug. What? I didn't say anything. What? What is a mouth hug? <laughs> Jesus. Is it's as long as you buy, as long as you buy that they're they're being honest with you, you'll be you're you're for it. Bit of a boo. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's just a question of it's and it's really hard, right, to sort of navigate that. Oh boy, when do people think that you really do want to grow a little bit? As long as they think you're like ah, we don't really we we got to do it the right way. We're not going to do it at all. Yeah, I then mean, at grow. least they've created this corporate culture. I mean, you got to kind of take all that shit with a grain of salt. If you have not watched Silicon Valley, you really ought to because it's hilarious. They make. How would I get it? Do you have Amazon Prime? Nope. Oh, well, you get Amazon Prime, or you could buy it in. Nope. You can buy it in the iTunes store. Oh, pff, I'm gonna pay for that. Oh, you don't pay for content? <laughs> Fucking pirate! I got one more thing. In Wait, this but, article. The, but what's funny is they are always uh, they're they're always poking fun at fun at uh, these corporate cultures. So the. I think it's called Huli is sort of like their Google in this, in that show. Oh, in Silicon Valley. Just, yeah. And it's just this like ridiculous belief that, did that, you see this? That we're, we're making the world a better place through oh, our God. Yeah. You know, who's, who's the best at that? Love him or hate him. Old Sam Biddle at Gawker back when he did Valley Wag. Woo. He would light into him. Yeah. And just that like, it's obnoxious. You know, he'd find these sort of people on stage making presentations that are like 19 years old. Oh yeah, that is the show. Haven't struggled a day in their life. Mm-hmm. And the world needs me to change it through this email messaging solution. That is a, that's precisely. Right, Here we go. So what while well, speaking of what did you call it? Hurdle? Hill? Hulu. Huh? Huli. Huli. It's, it's a fictional company. This is a real one. Yurtle. Yurtle. Oh, Yurtle. I think yeah. you said urinal. No, Yurtle. <laughs> Uh, Patagonia invested in Yurtle, a web startup whose stated mission is to reduce new product purchases by 25%. Uh! Wait, 
reduce their own new product purchases? Or no, I think they're trying to oh, encourage you to swap like consumer share. product purchases, not yes, like big companies purchases. buying up other product no, you. makers. Yeah, you. What you buy? Gotcha. <laughs> There's this whole because uh, I've talked to people and they they do remain on the fringe. Um, oh god, what are they called? Like no growth or slow growth. Everybody, I mean, nobody, GDP has to grow, so we all have jobs, because there's more and more of us. But we know that the planet is finite. We're How not, do you we're reconcile not gonna have the jobs two? anyway, soon, I'm telling you. Yeah, we all are. Your, your job you is just going to be to take a bunch of dumb pictures of dumb shit that you, you do, this, and let we, people we, sell you shit this we gotta using explore. that data. You've got something going on in your brain around this stuff. Yeah, it's very half-formed. Well, but that's So let's we not explore to... it right now, but... Uh, well, I'm going to wrap up, because I'll tell you what we'll be doing instead of feeding the content machine, is we'll be working for Patagonia making food. Did you see that? Oh, I thought you meant that's what you and I were going to be doing. I was excited. It's like, wait, you got, well, us, maybe. you got us gigs with Patagonia? Maybe. We're part of their slow growth campaign or whatever it's called. Here we go. Patagonia's boardroom. I'm going to read a whole paragraph. Mm. Patagonia's boardroom is now enough at ease with growth that they're applying their business model in new directions. A foodstuffs division called Patagonia Provisions provisions shades of wes anderson again hmm. uh, aims to sell quality products that address the ecological consequences of ecological maybe you would say consequences of I farming. Think a lot of people would say ecological. farming oh no there they'd be wrong farming fishing and livestock husbandry so far it's small potatoes quote just a tiny little million plus dollar business ridgeway said Products on offer are limited to sustainably caught Alaskan salmon and organic toasted green flour soup mixed based on Sampa, the sample food of Tibet, and all natural energy bars. Mm, yum. We are imagining a point out in the future where that business is probably going to eclipse the apparel business because that's where the biggest problems reside, and that's also where the biggest solutions reside. Potato. What the hell? Potato. Silicon, silicone. It's over. Yep. Natchcast, episode 009 in the bag. And yeah, Mark, you can campaign all you like, but you are going to drink a 40-ounce. It's probably going to be a 40-ounce of Colt 45. I'm going to jump you into the Southside Church of Billy D, my friend. Hopefully it'll be next episode. Our normal recording slot is smack in the middle of the day, though. We're not going to drink 40s in the middle of the day. Now that requires the stamina of youth, which neither of us really have. Although, I mean, we feel okay can tell we got lots of energy part of that reason is because we have wonderful moms so thank you moms and both of us are cohabitating with some wonderful mothers so thanks to them too thanks to all you moms out there motherhood is noble but as far as people go some moms are just jerks and it's okay to say so i'm not saying they're bad moms i'm just saying they're mediocre people match cats i can't hear